previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island, UK, in the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as always, my podcasting partner and partner in life, Becca. That previously was particularly gustacious. Is that a word? I do not believe so, but I will take it as a compliment. If one does something with an amount of gusto, is that action gustacious? I don't know. There was mucho gusto. Oh, God, that was garbage. Yeah, that was a terrible joke. (laughs) But it made me laugh, so two points to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another fun-filled episode of Little Bit Leave It. Very, very fun, because we've got a lot to talk about today in Season 6, Episode 31 of Love Island UK. Home stretch, baby. Oh, yeah. We are going to do a deepish dive into what now? A four-foot pool cannonball into Dream Boys. Because Mike is presumed to be auditioning for them on this show. His behavior on this show evokes a Dream Boys audition. What I thought it was and what it is are two very different things. So we shall see what I have come up with. Probably not much. Okay. We are going to talk a little bit about fashion. And of course, we're going to rank the remaining couples. A lot bit about fashion, I believe. Oh, a lot bit. I am excited. But before we get into that, This was a pretty jam-packed episode. There was a challenge plus the least compatible couples vote. That's one of the scariest moments for everybody on Love Island. Not just a challenge, though. Like, there wasn't any stupid, messy game. This was one of those revealing challenges where feelings have the potential to get hurt. Those are my favorite. As they are mine. The episode starts where we left off last time. Luke T has just asked Shawnice to be his girlfriend and we catch up with the two of them chatting on the bed. And Luke T has thankfully taken off his facial bedazzling. Thankfully, shmankfully. This show needs more men in sequins. Good vibes all around. Luke T sees a long future together. Shawnice acknowledges his hard work and her appreciation. Can't you just feel the love tonight? Yes. And I think given Shawnice's Disney fandom, that was a that's a nice little illusion there. I appreciate that. All we need is a warthog and a meerkat. Jamie, Natalia? So I was going to say too bad Nas has left the show because he was kind of the meerkat, right? Yeah. Then who is the warthog? OG Connor? Kind of. I don't know. Who's the farter in this group? That I don't know. But season seven, we would have an answer in any case. We get a nice gender chat. Not much happens. The boys gently raz Luke T for his sweet gesture. The girls, there's a lot of gratefulness and screaming. Yeah, they're all excited for Shanice. The guys congratulate Luke T. But not all is smooth on this evening in the Love Island Villa because Jamie and Natalia, well, they have a flirty conversation I don't know how you can be so flirty and so awkward, but Jamie manages to do it. First, he asks her if she likes him more than she ever liked Luke M. And she's like, yeah. Then he asks if they're at the first kiss stage. Already I'm cringing. A guy who looks like that needs to be able to be a little bit smoother. Then he tries to ask for a kiss. Dude. Yeah, and asking for a kiss... It can work under certain circumstances, but 
you don't ask them like you're asking them, hey, can I go grab you like a glass of water from the kitchen? You also don't say, I don't want our first kiss to be in a challenge. I want our first kiss to be natural. Should we just do it then? That is the opposite of natural. And thankfully for Natalia, she handles it like a reasonable human being. She pretends to think about it, which I think he totally deserved. And then says, go for it. So Jamie and Natalia have their first kiss. And despite it being so awkward, I guess it is a good kiss. Until it is interrupted by Mike and Priscilla, which I didn't really see coming. So quickly, Natalia heads off with her Casa Posse and Demi. And she complains about Jamie's lack of suaviosity. You know, there's asking and then there's asking. And Jamie clearly did the asking. And that was not cool. But she does not have the ick. She better not or else the rest of her time in the villa is going to be quite short. Because I think that Jamie is her only option. Meanwhile, in another little clump, the Lukes, Shawnees, and Jess and Ched are quite sus of Natalia and her intentions. Especially after what happened with Luke M, Jess doesn't think that Natalia really likes Jamie. All of a sudden, Jess is Luke M's number one defender. Like, okay, but... Well, she's not wrong, in my opinion. Both Lukes agree with her, Ched agrees, and Shawnice doesn't even have to say anything. We already know what Shawnice thinks of Natalia. Yeah, I mean, I agree with them. I also feel a little bad for Natalia because she's made her bed and she's going to have to keep lying in it. I do not feel bad for Natalia at all. She's a child. What is to really feel bad about? She's going to experience the consequences of her actions. Those consequences may include a little bit of, you know, I don't know, online hate, but Social ostracization? No. Ostracization? Yeah, there's an extra syllable in there that doesn't seem necessary. But I think the consequences will also include fame, financial opportunities. I don't really feel bad for her. I mean, I don't feel like bad for her. And hey, if she does learn any lessons, it's great to learn them when you're still 20 or 21 and not 30 or 31. I hear that. So the night wraps up. Everyone heads to the dressing room. Some of the girls say that Demi will be the next one girlfriended, which is ridiculous. But she takes them seriously enough to put on sexier pajamas. Cheers to Demi. Cheers to Luke M. Yes, big ups to Luke M. Although they are not one of the couples shown getting a little cheeky in the night vision scene. Callum and Molly, Shanice and Luke T, Paige and Finn are not sleeping. Yeah, I would have guessed that... Callum and Molly would be the next kind of boyfriend-girlfriend couple. Mike and Priscilla. Mike and Priscilla, maybe. Yeah, that's another good one. I think he would go too big to make up for where he went too small. Yeah, I can see that. That seems to be part of Mike's personality. As you mentioned, there was a little bit of boots knocking around. I mean, doesn't that imply something that I don't think happened? Doesn't that imply full English breakfast? The full English? That will have to be another deep dive before we wrap up this season in honor of the breakfast club. Because yeah, you're right. There is no real serious hanky-panky going on. The guys ask... No, they would be sure to get a close-up of that. We wake up in the morning and there's a round of applause for Luke T. and Shawnice for providing last night's entertainment. Okay, but who cares about that? Because the morning's entertainment is even better. There is some kind of nasty ass giant bug on Finn and Paige's bed. 
And he goes running and screaming across the room, jumps into bed with, I believe, Shawnee and Luke T, right? Yeah, I think so. And a good laugh is had by all. A good laugh was then had by me when people are asking Paige and Finn how they're doing. And Finn says that he is trying to fill Shauna's hole. Now that's a friend. Speaking of hole filling, it's time for the next Breakfast Club meeting. Now the guys try to get Luke T to spill the beans, which by the way, is part of a full English breakfast. And we will cover that at some point before this season is over. But Luke lets them know that there are no beans to spill. Or he won't spill them because he got in trouble last time. So Finn is not willing to let this matter rest. And he very delicately asks Luke T, is your belly full? To which Luke T responds with a resounding no. But when he gets out of here, he is going to give himself indigestion. And isn't that a sweet sentiment? Shanice comes out on the snog porch and the girls recrown her. She gets full Queen Elizabeth, waving to all the boys down there, all the little peons in the gym, and demands they all bow to her, except Luke T, obviously, because he is the king. Very funny morning here in the villa. Jamie tries to make up for the awkwardness that he showed the previous night, and pulls Natalia, tries to say, hey, uh, do you still like me even though I was really awkward last night? Surprisingly, she says yes, and she calls him out on his wanting to be natural and being the opposite of natural. I mean, really, Jamie needs to start establishing some kind of physical affection with her. Like, the reason that he couldn't just go in and kiss her is because there's been no, like, arm over the shoulder, no hand-holding, no physical flirting. You know, she has very cold body language. It's got to be a real put-off for men, even men that she's saying she's interested in. So he's got to break that touch barrier before he can get a real natural kiss in there. Honestly, I don't think he likes her all that much either. I think that he's only with her because Shauna did not like him. And so he didn't really have any other options. She doesn't have any other options. This is a dud of a couple, in my opinion. And it is that lack of physical contact, I think, is more evidence for that. Oh, 100%. At the same time, you're young and hot. The other one's young and hot. Can't you guys make something happen? See, from our perspective, they're young and hot. But I think from Natalia's perspective that Jamie is not young. She likes older men. Maybe, yeah. She said that. I don't know. She doesn't like Jamie. That's pretty clear. I'm sorry, Dime Store Chris. Yeah, discount Chris Hughes. No luck in the villa. You got done dirty. I actually would not have minded seeing Jamie come in earlier in the season. I kind of like him on this rewatch. He's really a blip on the radar, but I think he's a pretty decent Islander. Yeah, there aren't as many entries this season, are there, compared to some other seasons? Well, certainly not post-Casa. Definitely. I would have liked to have seen him, instead of some of those other forgettable dudes, you know, Adam, Jay, and... Ben and from previous seasons, Jamie is such a higher quality entry. Yeah, I actually like him better than Cool Paul, too. Oh, who? Yeah, exactly. That was was a joke of a nickname, right? I think so. I'm going to call him Pool Call from now on. Let's not get off too far. Oh, baby, we gone. That was an extreme tangent. We got a text. It's time for a challenge. 
couple goals. The couples are all going to vote on superlatives for the other couples. Because those never hurt anybody's feelings. Nope, never. So the first one is Laziest Couple, where Finn and Paige eke out a victory. I don't know if I would call it a victory to be named Laziest, but... They have four votes to Shawnee's and Luke T's three votes. And the overwhelming sentiment is that Paige and Finn do nothing but sleep all day, whereas Shawnee's and Luke T do nothing to help around the house, and Luke M has cooked all of Luke T's meals for him. Personally, I would have given that vote to Shawnee's and Luke T only because people sleeping all day is less annoying to me, especially in a hot, boring place. Yeah, and that's how I would have interpreted the question in terms of who's laziest is who's not helping around the house. But but I mean, Shawnee's and Luke T asked if they could vote for themselves. So clearly they're not taking this to heart. Yeah, though they do get a victory in the next superlative. Shawnee and Luke T get named The most vain couple. Luke T takes 100 picks. They've got their matching outfits. He's always looking in the mirror. We also got a vote for Mike and Priscilla. It takes him two hours to comb his beard and he is always oiling himself up. We got a vote for Luke M for his hair. And a vote for Finn because he loves his concealer. Finn loves makeup. Yeah, he disputes it, says he's only worn it once. So I think it's interesting. The only couples that got more than one vote are the couples that we basically consider to be the best dressed couples. Shawnee and Luke T and Mike and Priscilla, the only couples that got more than one vote. And they're definitely the ones who are the best dressed. Yeah, and they look great. So you know what? If you enjoy, I don't want to say doing that to yourself because that sounds negative. If expressing yourself in that manner makes you feel good, like get with it because I look like a fat, lazy piece of shit most days. So kudos to them. Now, the next one, the couple that's the most fake. Ooh. So five votes go to Jamie and Natalia. For obvious reasons. Yeah, they're the most fake. Mike and Priscilla get a vote for Mike's history of special connections. And Luke M and Demi get a vote. But of course, it's from Jamie and Natalia. So it doesn't mean shit. Yep. They are the most fake, in my opinion, too. Now, Which couple is the most argumentative? Only two couples got votes. Finn and Paige got four to Callum and Molly's three. The Finn and Paige one always makes me laugh because all they hear around the house is Finn. And you can't really argue with that. I felt bad for Callum and Molly. I mean, he does say stupid stuff. And they say that Molly's always on edge, worrying about what he's going to say next. I feel like that's the most personal it's gotten so far. Everybody's been in really good spirits, very disappointingly. Yeah. The next one is a unanimous vote. Which couple is the most attention-seeking? And of course, everyone votes for Mike and Priscilla. Well, he treats every day like a Dream Boys audition. Yeah, they're really voting for Mike in this one. Yeah, and Mike even asks Priscilla, am I that bad? And she comes right back with a yes, a decisive yes. All the humping and the gyrating and the swiveling. Mike shortly goes to prove how badly he needs attention. And then they ask, which is the couple you would least want to go on a double date with? The answer becomes Demi and Luke M. They get two votes to the one vote for a few other options, though we don't actually see all seven votes. We just see that they got two. So they may or may not have won that one. They won as far as I'm concerned. You know, Jamie and Natalia and Luke and Demi have no interest in double dating with each other. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. And Luke T was hilarious. And he's like, well, we went out with them once and it was boring. 
Yeah, and Catwoman and Molly and Paige and Finn would not like to double date with each other because there's a very reasonable expectation that Shauna would be there. <laughs> yeah, I know, because like, that always happens to me. I'm on a date and then... I always usually bring my best friend along. Before we met, we have friends that I used to tag along with a lot. So I get it. I get what they're laying down. Next, it's which couple is the grumpiest? And this one, Finn and Paige win by a long shot. Five votes to one for Callum and Molly and one for Mike and Priscilla. Oof. Oof. And then Mike completely bungles everything. He takes it as a Shrek joke and pats Priscilla on the head and tells her, that'll do, donkey. What the fuck? Yeah, that really was not a good choice, Mike. Not a good choice, but I'm glad you did it because otherwise we would not have had anything else to talk about the rest of the episode. So good on you, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. And we'll return to this in a moment. And then they ask, Which couple is most likely to cheat? Now, unfortunately, we don't have a clear-cut winner because they only show us six of the seven votes, but Callum and Molly get two, and Natalia and Jamie get two as well. We also get one for Luke M and Demi because they're a new couple and they live far away from each other. There's a vote for Mike and Priscilla because, again, he's had lots of connections. And again, we all know why Callum and Molly get the vote because of what happened at Casa Amor. BS, in my opinion. That's total bullshit. They were on a break. It's the same argument. You can go either way. I don't think that his behavior at Casa Amor is indicative of how he might behave in the future once they're on the outside, but... No, and I don't think it has any indication of how he's going to treat specifically Molly either. If he'd been with Molly from the beginning, I don't think he would have come back with a different girl. I agree with that. Now... What sticks out about this entire game? There's one couple that did not get a single vote in any category. And by virtue of being the most boring, Jess and Ched walk away with the win and absolutely nothing else. Yeah. Their dignity, I guess. I guess. You know, it's so interesting about Jess and Ched because at one point I said, oh, maybe they actually are interesting, but we just don't see them. They don't get any screen time. And Ched... When he does get screen time, he's entertaining, he's funny, I've enjoyed Ched, but yeah, we don't get very much of them, and the fact that they don't get picked by any of the other couples does kind of give credence to the idea that they're just boring. Well, that does get mentioned soon enough, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So, in the dressing room, post-game, Priscilla is pissed as she rightly should be she and jess go have a chat and she's really mad about the condescending pat on the head frankly i could have done without the whole damn joke you don't need to call your girl a donkey i feel like that's in poor taste too but really it was the pat on the head i think just the overall lack of consideration yeah in any shrek metaphor Mike should have made her Princess Fiona. Come on, Mike. Really? Or even the dragon? I don't know. I've only seen the first Shrek, so I couldn't really tell you who else is in there. At least she wasn't Lord Forquad. So Mike tries to apologize that night, but he's really refusing to listen at first. He thinks that he knows what she's upset about, but he doesn't. Well, he's sort of trying to apologize for the whole scenario 
without getting into it. He's trying to issue a blanket statement so that she'll just drop it and move on. But, you know, if you're going to mess with Priscilla, like you have to know what you're getting into. Priscilla is not an easy woman. And that is a compliment. Priscilla is going to make you hear her. She's going to make you understand. And she does do that to Mike. And he's a better man for it. Yeah, he does actually listen after she forces him to. And she said, you already had all the attention. You didn't need to suck all the air out of the room by making that stupid joke and patting me on the head. I shouldn't have to talk to you about why you shouldn't disrespect me like that. Don't let it happen again. Not to mention the fact that Mike has the goal to say, when I make you look bad, I make me look bad. Like, that's what you're worried about, dum-dum? That's what your concern is? And she lets him get away with that, which I thought was annoying, except she probably just wants to get this whole conversation over and done with. I love seeing a woman who knows her worth. I love seeing a woman who will make you listen to her. She doesn't curse at him. She doesn't scream. She doesn't cry. She doesn't throw things. She and Shawnice are just really who I want to be when I'm mad. I don't think it'll happen, but... Absolutely. And we've got a text. It's time for the couples to vote on which of the other couples they consider the least compatible. All couples must vote for two other couples. So we get a little hand-wringing and a little head-scratching. It's pretty clear that Paige and Finn and Shawnice and Luke T are not up for consideration. And thankfully, we don't have to watch too much of those scenes because pretty soon after we get another text, all Islanders must report to the fire pit to say who you're picking right out loud. Yeah, I love that when they have to announce it in front of each other. Not awkward at all. And we get treated to a very bad cover of the major laser song lean on i probably would know it if i heard of the real version is the real version any better yeah i like the original okay i'll have to go listen to it first up it's luke t and shawnice they name jamie and natalia well that's not a surprise and then they name mike and priscilla as the second couple which i thought was really surprising is this mike's special connections coming back to haunt him yet again I think it was either that or really what happened earlier that day might have been weighing very heavily on their minds. They are not particular friends, Shanice and Luke T and Mike and Priscilla. So I guess Luke M and Demi would have been an obvious second choice, but obviously they're not going to vote for their bosom buddies. So yeah, and I think that's exactly it. They weren't going to vote for Luke M and Demi. And so in their minds, well, Mike and Priscilla, I have a feeling that Shanice does not like Mike all that much. Luke T and Mike seem cool, but Shanice and Mike don't seem to vibe. Perhaps. Mike and Priscilla now have a turn to have their say, and they vote for the two obvious ones, Luke M and Demi and Natalia and Jamie. And then Jamie and Natalia get to have their say. But they can't vote for themselves, not that they would. So obviously they name Luke M and Demi. Everyone saw that coming, but then they name Ched and Jess whose boringness now comes to ding them. They don't really show the same amount of physical affection to each other as everybody else is their reasoning. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the villa. I guess they had to pick somebody, but aren't Natalia and Jess friends? Like, no, Jess hates Natalia. So there you go. There you go. A lot of personal politics going into this, I've noticed. Isn't there always? Callum and Molly are up next. They pick really the two most obvious, Luke M and Demi and Jamie and Natalia. And then Luke M and Demi, they are obviously going to pick Jamie and Natalia. Now, who do they go for as their second couple? They side with Shanice and Luke T, and they also pick Mike and Priscilla, who look really hurt and crushed both times that they got voted for, by the way. 
And I don't think they deserve that. I don't think they deserve it either. I would have gone for Jess and Chad over Mike and Priscilla as well, but I don't want to give Jamie and Natalia too much credit. Next up, it's Paige and Finn. And of course, they named Jamie and Natalia, but their second is Luke, M, and Demi. That was a little surprising to me. Are they friends with them? Well, I think they're friends enough with them, but maybe not close enough that they would... Save them. Right. Because Finn and Mike do seem to get along, but Finn and Luke M also seem to really get along. And Finn and Callum are friends. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of, you have to pick the least worst option. Yep. And finally, Jess and Ched, they have their say, the silent partners of this season's Love Island (laughs) Villa. They pick Jamie and Natalia, and then they throw a curveball, and they put Callum and Molly in. That surprised me. Frankly, I would have picked them over Mike and Priscilla all day long. Do I think that they are a good couple? Sure. Have I seen the level of compatibility from them that I've seen from Mike and Priscilla? No. See, I would have picked Luke M and Demi and Jamie and Natalia if I were voting. Those would have been my choices. Even though I really like Luke M and Demi, to me, this is a very clear case of stage love, right? The dreamer couples where... They think they're more into it than they are. Yes. Okay. But if you're trying... But Shanice and Luke T picked Mike and Priscilla because they couldn't pick Luke M and Demi. They wouldn't do that. So if you had to pick from one of those other couples, I'm saying I would have picked Callum and Molly over Mike and Priscilla. Oh, yeah. In their shoes. Yeah, I get it. Totally. 100%. Totally. So So now we've got a public vote. Yep. They get to choose who they want to save from any couple who got a vote. And I think there are a few couples whose necks are on the line. The obvious pick would be Jamie and Natalia. Yeah, I think they're definitely at risk. I'm also going to say that Jess and Chet are at risk. Yeah, I think Luke M and Demi are too much of a public sweetheart to really worry about it. And I think Mike and Priscilla and Callum and Molly have already proven that they're pretty solid couples. I don't think that they have to worry. And Mike and Priscilla, especially because they are such big personalities, they really light up the screen when they're on. I think Callum has probably recuperated enough goodwill to not be too at risk here but i think that could bite him too yeah well molly certainly has her fans and i think that is what will keep them afloat whereas jess and ched i just don't see them as having a hardcore fan base that is going to keep them in this game but maybe i'll be surprised what about all the ched heads well if only one couple is getting eliminated i think jamie and natalia are the obvious choice But if it's two couples, well, things could get a little more intense. Are you ready for my moderately shallow cannonball into a too cold pool of a deep dive? Uh, Almost. I think first we have a quick word from our sponsor. And I'd also like to remind everybody, if you really like the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com slash littlebitleaveit. Uh, But subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and leave us reviews, etc., etc. Okay, now that word from our sponsor. Coming soon to Miranda, where you have the right to remain entertained. Miranda presents Ham on Rye, the captivating rags to riches to possible murder victim story of central New Jersey's encased meat magnet the one and only Rufus Rudderman. Hey, it's me, Rufus Rudderman. From his humble roots on Staten Island's east shore, Rufus shot up through the ranks at Peter Pecker Foods, 
through a combination of hard work, perseverance, and suspiciously well-timed workplace accidents that made him the youngest vice president in the foodstuffs conglomerate's storied history. Rufus, I don't know how you do it, but you're the most promising young executive working in reconstituted animal products. I'm giving you a promotion, my daughter's hand in marriage, and one week at a timeshare in the Poconos for your honeymoon. Thank you, Mr. Pecker. You taught me everything I know. Call me Peter, young man. Call me Peter. When a mysterious tragedy resulted in Peter Pecker IV, Rufus's father-in-law and mentor, being filleted and deep-fried, Rufus ably stepped in to fill his oversized shoes, gaining a reputation as an ingenious innovator and eventually a leader in moving the sausage industry towards sustainable practices, creating the world's first zero-waste tube meat plant. I don't want to hear about byproducts. I want people to buy our products. But sir, we can't reconstitute it as a solid. It's just this gray, chunky goop. It's kind of creamy. Not bad. Still smells kind of like sausage, too. Let's retail it for $5.99 for a 